25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 wide sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. What's up? Here we go. Let's do it all over again. A couple of hours with you here today on this Wednesday hump day, middle of the week day. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Hometown heroes in all 82 counties across the state. That's your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. I stay connected to you around the clock. Tweeting, on uh, you know anything on social media, uploading, posting, live streaming, all that. Answering a few emails here and there as well. All of that thanks to Seaspire, the number one network in Mississippi. Seaspire, customer inspired. Yeah, so there's stuff to talk about, huh? Some possible transfers. Uh, there's a position player out there on the market, if you will, in the transfer portal that might fit. Well, he will fit nicely somewhere, and some fans in this state are rumoring he may be interested, and we're going to find all that out. Paul Jones from 24-7 Sports is coming up in just a few minutes. Y'all know Paul. Covers recruiting, has for a long time here in the state of Mississippi for uh, different entities. Now he's with 24-7 Sports and Jeans Page. Paul's coming up. I want to ask him about that potential wide receiver transfer for Mississippi State, but also want to get some details uh, from Paul. I, I think he and others, obviously, in the recruiting world covered the uh, recruitment of guys like Fabian Lovett and Jari and Jones, two young players who signed with Joe Moorhead and then have transferred out. They went to the portal. They were both rumored to go to Ole Miss. They wound up not going to Ole Miss and went to Florida State, apparently. And we're going to talk with Paul and get some details on that as he sees it and knows it, plus what it's like on campus right now. So that's coming up. we got some bad news uh, here today. Another SEC coaching legend has passed away. Uh, Johnny Majors, former Tennessee coach and kind of synonymous with that um, Tennessee program and that university post-General Nayland, just before Philip Fulmer took over. I know there's some drama there in that story if you followed it closely but Johnny Major is certainly a coaching legend at more than one place but primarily in the SEC at Tennessee and he passed away today I think I saw where he was was it 85 was his age but you know that's within a week now we've lost uh, Pat Dye the former Auburn coach who's obviously a legend uh, there at Auburn and now today Johnny Major so coming up later in the show today we're going to talk with Tennessee native grew up in East Tennessee, following that Tennessee program when Johnny Majors was the coach. And and uh, now Neil Price is kind of fashioning a broadcasting career and doing a great job. It certainly knows the history of Tennessee and what Johnny Majors meant 
to that university and to a lot of SEC fans. So we're going to talk with Neil Price, who is now the play-by-play announcer at Mississippi State, my broadcast partner in the fall. So that's all coming up. Before, though, uh, Beaver starts dialing somebody on the phone, which we're going to do in about a minute, just real quick, Beaver, I understand that you have come on over. You've come on over into my uh, neck of the woods and Chris Brooks's neck of the woods you're a little skinnier up top today. You have shaved your head. Uh, have it right? Yeah. How's it going? How's it feel? Man, you know, it's it's a lot better than I thought it would be. I thought that my head-face combo would just look ridiculous. And it still might <laughs> to other people, but, you know, I'm okay with it, actually. I was surprisingly You're okay, okay with, with it? it. Yeah, but well, here's the question I have. Matt Wyatt. Now, Chris Brooks yesterday made it sound like in the shower you don't have to do anything. He's like, oh, man, I can get in there real quick. Maintenance is zero and all that. But, Matt, don't you still need to clean your scalp? (laughs) Oh, yeah. The difference is you just don't have to use shampoo. (laughs) (laughs) You can use just plain old regular old soap if that's what floats your boat. When you got nothing up there. That's my experience anyway. Okay. And I know for a lot of people out there, the thought of using something other than uh, uh, something other than shampoo on your head is just totally foreign. And I, I get it. <laughs> uh, but it's true. I mean, you think about it. It's just, I mean, there's no hair. What's the point in shampoo? Shampoo's all about hair, right? Like there's things in shampoo made specifically for hair. But you don't have any. Hey, Beaver, I want to check with you. My call screen here, because I'm on location this week, is kind of popping in and out. Are you able to see the number that I sent? Yes. Got you it. are? Okay. I just want to make sure. Uh, mine just closed and opened back up here on the computer screen, and so the number's gone. I'm glad you've still got it, though. So um, Beaver is now in the realm of, of those of us who, whether by force or by choice, one or the other, or a combination of the two, we are bald. Uh, we shave what little bit of hair we have off. There are varying levels of shave. There's the close shave, the shiny shave. Uh, I haven't gone, the, the baby's bottom, <laughs> you know, shave. I haven't gone with that. Now let's get a set of clippers and put one of the guards on it and just bzz, and then move on about my business. Uh, and buzz it down short about once a week. Uh, it's super carefree. And it just means that um, Beaver, like us, is going to be much less self-conscious about things going forward. He's not going to have to worry about rain and wind and the elements. And I think he's really going to like it. I think he's going to be a better person for it. That's just that's my opinion. <laughs> so we'll get updates to follow. All right. Y'all can be a part of the show. As always, you know, you can text me on the country, please, and text line. It's 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number, 885-ESPN, or 885-3776. You can call me on the Divini phone, Divini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer, 995-1059. It's a 601 number also. That's 995-1059. You can also tweet me at Radio Wyatt. We take a look at Twitter throughout the show also, so y'all hit me up. Right now, uh, let's jump onto the Divinity Equipment phone line together, talk with a friend and friend of the show, 
Paul Jones, who covers Mississippi State sports and recruiting for 24-7 sports and Jeans Page, has done that for a long time. And Paul, welcome to the show. Uh, I've been looking forward to talking to you here today just because it's been a long time, and I, it's weird that I haven't seen you in literally months. We normally don't go through that, you know? It's crazy. I mean, it, it's uh, it's hard to put into words how, I mean, how much has changed since the 1st of March and just um, how everything we thought was normal and took for granted was uh, quickly taken away from us, and uh, hopefully we're starting to inch back towards that in the sports world and uh, I know everybody's got their fingers crossed. Yep, and that's it. I think inch back to it is the right word. I mean, it's just little by little. Uh, if you're just tuning in, Paul Jones is on your radio. Paul covers recruiting in the state of Mississippi for 24-7 sports. Paul, I want to start off with something that I viewed from a distance. Uh, certainly saw a few things on Twitter there. Stayed away from it. Didn't talk about it on the show just because I didn't have details on it. A lot of people interested. And I'll just start you off with this. What, from your perspective and in your sources, what happened during all of that Jari and Jones into the transfer portal, was going to go to Ole Miss, and now has wound up at Florida State? What happened? You know, I think a lot of it with with Jerry and mainly wanting to leave had a lot to do with Terrell Buckley and, and wanting to play corner. You know, he had said that he was fine with moving to safety. Um, and, and that was a move, actually, Matt, that had been done before the new staff got here. And, uh, you know, he's familiar with Jason Washington, the safety's coach at State, through recruiting um, Jason Washington recruiting chair back when Jason was coaching in Texas. And, um, you know, I, I just think that the desire to play for Buckley and, and the opportunity to be back at corner was a major factor. And, and I could be way off base there, but that's just my gut feeling. Now, as far as what happened with Ole Miss, it's, it's hard to know, Matt, um, without knowing every single detail and knowing what happened. You know, I did talk to Jerry um, through some through some messages through all of that. And, you know, I personally, I think that, that Jerry went about it the wrong way. Um, you know, I don't think there's – it's nothing new for State and Ole Miss guys to hang out and to visit each other on each other's campuses. But you have to admit it was kind of weird during these times. And, and what I mean is both campuses being shut down. And things like that. And, you know, I think Jerry did a little bit too much on um, social media and, and letting everybody know that he was in Oxford and then he was wanting to transfer to Ole Miss. Now, as far as what kept him from eventually landing at Ole Miss, I don't know. Um, it's hard to, to confirm one way or the other without knowing full details. But, you know, uh, at the end of the day, Mississippi State lost two important members of their defense with him and Fabian Lovett. And uh, they're going to have to to fill their spots somewhere with other guys. And, you know, whether you think they would have started or not, that's up for debate. But at the end of the day, it hurts the depth chart. Because, uh, you know, I think Nathan Pickering has a a bright future. And, uh, you know, Nathan started playing a lot last year. And and he was going to push Lovett for that starting nose guard position this year. I don't think anybody doubts that. But the drop-off behind Pickering is, is where you will see that effect with Lovett leaving. No question about it, especially a position like defensive front. Is it official, Paul, that both those guys, Lovett and Jones, are officially on now at Florida State? Yes, yes. They've announced both of them, I believe. 
Okay. So they're they're there. So it does um, put a dent in your depth on defense. So with a lot of assuming, assuming practice is normal and games are normal and we're playing in 94 days on September 5th, uh, Paul, what concerns do you have? Like if you were to rank the concerns of that team, for you, where do you rank depth on defense and particularly the secondary? Well, secondary would be number one, um, especially a cornerback. You know, obviously you want to stay healthy, and that's going to be the biggest key. And you say that every year, and that comes without saying, and, and injuries happen, and that's going to be part of the year for them. And that's just the way it is in college football. But, you know, I think people feel comfortable with Martin Emerson and Tyler Williams at corner. Corey Charles has played some. But, man, at the end of the day, you're going to have to have some true freshmen or just go guys come in there and play right away. I don't think there's any way around that. And, and when I mention guys like that, I'm talking Emmanuel Forbes, Janari Dean, Kyle Cass, Cameron Three. You know, there, there's going to be some guys there. And also in that redshirt freshman class with, with J.P. Purvis and ones like that, um, they're, they're going to have some inexperience back there, and there's no way around that. Uh, Fred Peters, Marcus Murphy, uh, hopefully C.J. Morgan's back by the season um, starts. And, you know, those guys have good experience, and, and they played a lot of SEC football. But uh, you got to have depth in this league, as you know, Matt. And, and the key thing there is going to be how quickly those freshmen can come along and Obviously, they're in the same boat with everybody else. Um, some of those guys had enrolled early in Mississippi State, like Janari Dean, uh, but no spring practice, uh, nothing to get used to the three-three-five defense. And, and there's going to be some growing pains on both sides of the ball when it comes to learning the offense. That's just just the way it goes, and what you should expect. Um, you know, to me, that's going to be the biggest key because you can do mental reps and go over film as much as you want, but there's no price on physical reps. No doubt. Paul Jones on your radio. Paul covers uh, recruiting and sports and, you know, recruiting at all the different sports for Mississippi State at uh, 24-7 and Gene's page. He's on your radio right now on the Divinity Equipment phone. And that's it, Paul. It's like it's a double whammy. If you if any team out there has a depth issue anywhere, it's a double whammy that you don't have the same typical offseason program and everybody's going to be more worried about injuries in a year that I'll be surprised if there aren't more injuries across the country because of the lack of training during the summer. Do you agree? I agree. And, and you know, I know these guys, uh, most of them been working hard on their own at home trying to stay in shape. And a lot of these guys have remained in Starville and worked out up here, uh, obviously, at their home. But, you know, there's going to be you – know, I talked to Dave Emmerich at Mississippi State about this a couple of weeks ago, and, and I'm sure his his concerns are the same that every other official and coach has in, in college football is where do you draw the line? It's going to be a thin line. People want an extended um, training camp, but you don't want to overwork your guys before the season gets here. And let's be honest, working out on your own is a completely different level than having a strength coach in your ear or your yeah. teammates pushing you, yelling at you. It's just a different level, and I think the first priority for Mississippi State and every school before they get into the ins and outs of what they got to know on offense, defense, and special teams is making sure their guys are up to speed and conditioning, and that's going to take a while. Um, usually, there's look, Matt, you know this better than anybody. There's a, a reason why football is year-round. 
There's a reason why you're training year-round, spring practice, off-season workout, you name it, is to keep the guys in good shape. Right. And then you do that in training camp, and everybody's up to speed after a week, and then it's just preparing for the season. You start preparing for that season opener. But they all got to get in good condition first, and that's going to be the first priority. Um, you know, I've already accepted in my mind that we're going to see a lot of, a lot of sloppy football early in the season. It's going to take some teams now. Your elite team, sure, we'll see what they do, and and sometimes talent's going to override that. But uh, especially Mississippi State with a new coaching staff, uh, it's going to take some time. But getting in those guys back in football condition is going to be top priority. Paul, a name popped up in some circles yesterday, but, but I saw it on Twitter where some of the media that cover Alabama – announced that they've got an upperclassman receiver who's in the transfer portal, a big tall kid named, I think it's Terrell Shavers. And one of the guys, I can't remember who it is, or I'd give credit on the Mississippi State beat mentioned on Twitter that it was someone State had really recruited at one time or another. Do you know if there's any interest there, legit, between that player and State and vice versa? I think it's kind of too early to say that. I remember talking to Tyrell during recruiting when he was back uh, playing high school football in Texas. Uh, I know the Mississippi State is looking into the situation, and, you know, that's the first step, Matt, just to see, first and foremost, why are you leaving Alabama and, and to see if there's any possible red flags there, and, and that's the normal case for any transfer, whether they're coming or going. But, uh, you know, this I would imagine that this staff probably, I can't say this for sure, but I imagine this staff recruited him too. Um, with him being from Texas, and as much as we've seen this staff in Texas, I'm sure they were there, and, and he's visited Mississippi State before, too. So uh, we'll see, you know, what it turns into. There's been some buzz so far that, you know, Tyrell may want to get back to the state of Texas, and I know Baylor's an option for him, too. So, um, you know, I say it's in the early stages, but it's also first week of June, so, I mean, He's probably going to have to find a landing spot definitely before July to get it rolled somewhere and to get in condition. And real quick, Paul, do you think finding a transfer receiver is a priority or it's one of those things for state staff that, hey, if it falls in your lap, then fine? I think it's that, and and, and it doesn't hurt, obviously, that he's got two years left to play. So I Uh think that's another factor, too, so he wouldn't be just one and done like most graduate transfers are. He's got two years to play. So, hey, if you can add another good receiver to this group over here, go for it. You know, I, I think cornerback is probably their biggest need, but the the pool of, of solid cornerbacks in the portal right now is very, very shallow if there's any at all in there right now. But uh, I think it's one of those things, like you mentioned, just, hey, if you can get him, add him to the roster. Sure. Hey, real quick, Paul, with about a minute left, have you noticed any difference in town, in Starkville or on campus this week since you do have some athletes at least coming back to get ready for voluntary workouts? Yeah, I mean, I've seen some guys in and around town. I actually saw a trio of freshmen yesterday while I was grocery shopping. I saw Jaquavis Marks, Cameron Three, and Rodney Gross, and it was good to see those guys. And then I know they're chomping at the bit to get started and, you know, they said they, they started their physicals yesterday, and obviously they, that includes um, coronavirus testing too, so mm. uh, that's the new world we live in. But uh, it's good to start seeing guys around town again and uh, just kind of 
just kind of weird feeling overall, man. I, I know people <laughs> are are dying for sports, and and I mean, here we are, anxious for summer workouts, man. And and you know, usually that's just a blip on our screen, and and all the preseason watch list we get tired of. We're looking forward to that now. And, uh, there's no doubt this country needs sports, uh, especially with everything else going on right now. I agree. I agree. Glad that it's kicking back up. As you said, though, to begin with, just inch by inch. Paul, I really do appreciate the time. It's good to hear your voice, man. Glad you're doing well, and I hope to see you soon. Appreciate it, man. Yep, thank you. Paul Jones, 24-7 Sports, uh, covers recruiting and covers sports for 24-7 and Gene's page and has for a long time. Uh, y'all give me your feedback on that. What do you think? So sounds to me like um, – Still, there's there's a lot of ambiguity out there about, you know, the fact that Jerry and Jones wanted to transfer from Mississippi State primarily to go to Ole Miss and play for his old position coach there, Terrell Buckley, and play corner. Didn't want to make a switch to the safety position or anything like that. And and then beyond that, not really sure. Uh, all the details as to why that didn't materialize. Instead, he's a Mississippi kid who is headed to Florida State, going to be a Seminole, along with another teammate of his, Fabian Lovett. A couple of guys who would have been important pieces and depth pieces as well for your defense at State. So I think all of college football is going to, you know, every team's going to have their bugs and kinks to work out, especially in the early part of the year. It could be depth on defense for Mississippi State, keeping guys healthy throughout the year be important also text phone calls moving on next with you getting started today on hump day stick around along with you here on this Wednesday. I'm Matt in the mobile Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Uh, Across the state of Mississippi, hometown heroes, your local Farm Bureau insurance agent in all 82 counties. And in lots of cases, uh, better rates. But what I have found is, you know, if if all I'm, I'm doing is comparing... Um, services, and in this case, insurance. I found this out in the past. If all I'm doing is comparing, you know, prices of, you know, a dollar here and two dollars there, then what am I doing? What I really want is somebody that I know and trust. And if I ask a question, I can trust the answer. And two, availability. If I have a question or I have a need or I have, a, you know, auto insurance and I have a fender bender, um, I don't know, Midnight one night, coming home from a Mississippi State game between Starkville and Tupelo. I know that I know my insurance agent personally. He lives right down the road. I can text him or call him, and he'll pop up out of bed if he's asleep and just drop what he's doing and come help me out. And I'm speaking from experience, and that's what's actually happened at times in my life because I have our family's insurance with Farm Bureau. So I don't hesitate to recommend them to you as well. Give them a chance. Uh, you'll be glad you did. The kind of folks you want to do business with. 
Feel free to text me today on the Country Pleasing text line. It's 885-ESPN, Country Pleasing Sausage. On grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast, I always love it when people tweet me their pictures of, you know, how they're using the Country Pleasing Sausage and what they're grilling and and what they're making with it. I always love that. Um, so send me some more because I'm always looking for new ideas. On the Country Pleasing text line earlier, we were talking about Beaver shaved his head. And whether or not you should use soap on your head (laughs) once you have shaved all your hair off. Uh, The Gross Text of the Day Award, at least at this point, goes to PT for MSU on the Country Pleasing text line who said, if shampoo's all about hair, maybe I should be using that on my back. (laughs) Um. I'm only going to read that one once. I don't know. There's nothing gross, I guess, about hair on the back. I, I'm just not a very hairy individual. Um, and so I would never think to use shampoo on my back or need to. <laughs> just look at my head and tell I'm not hairy. Beaver, uh, for you, what went into the decision to shave your head? What made you think that you wanted to do it? Uh, well, the f- first and first mostly because... Very hot natured, and it's mm. now summer in Mississippi. So okay. that's that's the main thing, because of you know comfort. But yeah. I've been thinking for the past, actually, couple of years, couple of summers, what would it look like? What if what if I just went ahead and did this? And also, what goes into it, Matt? Quite honestly, is if The Rock can do it, why can't I? <laughs> Wow, this is really deep. It's a much deeper deal than I thought. Mm-hmm. All right, so you've got the reality, the pragmatic uh, reasoning, which is it's hot outside. This will be cooler. You have the, uh, what was the second one before you got to the rock um, of your reasoning? I can't remember. Uh, oh, the curiosity angle. You have the curiosity you know, motivation in here. What would it look like? I've always wondered. I can do what I want. I'm an adult now. <laughs> and then there's the the sort of the kid in you that goes beyond curiosity, and that is you're a rock fanboy. <laughs> and, you know, so you, you're hitting it from several different angles. Hey, the cooler aspect of it is a real thing. Um, you know, my example, like, during this whole weight loss journey for me, I've been doing a lot of walking. And as you said, Beaver, like the heat and humidity of summer has only gotten here in like the last 24 to 48 hours. We've had a long, cool spring all the way through May and everything. And yesterday afternoon, I was out walking through the Vicksburg Military Park. And on the North Loop, it's a probably... People will know it better than I would, but it's like, what, three and a half miles to four miles if you walk the whole loop. And it was hot, and about halfway through it, I'm, you know, sweaty and everything. And when you have a bald head, man, you just uh, walk on the shady side of the street and take your hat off, and you just get this natural breeze that flows over your aerodynamic dome now, and it cools you off much faster. At least that's... That's what I tell myself. That's what I tell myself. 
Uh, yeah, so uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. I'm, I'm glad that you... <laughs> I'm glad you've decided to go this route. Hey, listen, thank you all for tuning in. Text me on the country, please, in the text line, 885-ESPN. Call if you – let us hear your voice. Love to hear from you. Make sure you're still going. 995-1059, that's a 601 number. I In that interview with Paul Jones, I mentioned this guy. His name is Terrell Shavers. He is a wide receiver. He's a former big-time wide receiver recruit out of the state of Texas. Obviously, you would have to be, I think, to sign with Alabama out of high school at that position. You're in the mix with guys like these NFL guys, who, uh, you know, who've been drafted and others. Um, but he is entering the transfer portal, and news of it popped out there yesterday. Now, what I didn't know when I brought it up is that he does have two years left. His name, Terrell Shavers, Redshirt Jr., Jumped into the transfer portal yesterday, a former top 100 recruit overall. He's a big, tall guy, apparently about a 6'5 receiver. He was supposed to be part of the competition to be the number three receiver on the outside at Alabama, which would you know get you a few targets, and they're going to throw it around. Over the last two years, he's played a lot of football for Alabama. He's played in all 28 games. He just never became one of the main targets in that offense. And um, so, uh, you know, there's a report out there that Baylor is one of the schools to kind of keep an eye on him. Uh, I asked Paul Jones about it just because I know there were a lot of Mississippi State fans yesterday that started wondering it because what is interesting, this Mike Leach thing in Starpool has changed the way before they've ever thrown a pass. They haven't even have a practice, not even a practice yet, much less a game. I sound like, uh, Allen Iverson now, but it has changed the way state fans are starting to look at themselves, I think, in their program in regards to quarterbacks and receivers. Because before you even practice, they went out and got a transfer like KJ Costello at quarterback, and you're thinking, well, he needs targets. This is going to be a passing offense. Why wouldn't a receiver want to come in and transfer in? Now, you know, whether there's interest just if you just tuned in, you're a state fan, you, you're wondering, let me just repeat what Paul Jones told us. He said, number one, right now he thinks it's just basically in the information gathering stage for Mississippi State. It's way too early to say that there's any interest either way, um, player or school, but does remember talking to him during recruiting and, and uh, there could be a connection there and would think that State's current staff, a bunch of those guys, including Steve Spurrier Jr., others, probably would have recruited this kid out of high school to begin with. And so, you know, maybe we'll see, as of right now, too early to really know. And I don't know if you saw this. You talk about college football stories that are, you know, starting to pop up. I'm not terribly surprised by this. It's just, it's still sad, okay? But I'm not surprised. Out in Oklahoma, there is a linebacker on the team at Oklahoma State. His name is Amen Ogbanimiga. I hope I'm getting that right. Ogbanimiga. (laughs) Amen. Let me try one more time. (laughs) Ogbanimiga. Anyway, this kid who plays linebacker at Oklahoma State, 
said on Twitter last night, and here's what the tweet said. After attending a protest in Tulsa and being well protective of myself, I have tested positive for COVID-19. He followed up, please, if you are going to protest, take care of yourself and stay safe. So, and it's official. He's one of these blue checkmark Twitter accounts, right? And uh, he's on the team at Oklahoma State, a player there. Look, what does that mean, you know, for him, for that team? uh, What's going to be his path in fighting this thing off? You know, a lot of the young folks are able to fight it off. But certainly, as they and the rest of the Power Five conferences are set to begin the voluntary workout stuff that we've talked about, they're going to do it in the Big 12 also. Not only is he not going to be able to be a part of it, but it's going to be a little while before they would clear him to, in any way, be around anybody else on that football team, players, whatever. He's going to be in a quarantine situation and all of that simply because a healthy college football player went into a large group of people in a major metropolitan place like Tulsa, Oklahoma, hung out shoulder to shoulder as a protest as a part of the protest and caught the coronavirus. All these protests around the country, these large gatherings, you know good and well that's going to be one uh, derivative of all this. It's going to happen. So that won't be the last one we read like that, for sure. Hey, coming up next, countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. Today is 94, team number 94, coming up next in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. Doggone it, we lost Lynn, didn't we, Beaver? I'm talking just that I made Lynn hang on at the end of that last one. I pulled my call screen back up, saw that he was there, going to come straight to his phone call. And either I think I think he dropped us <laughs> right as we came back. Lynn, I know you're listening, man, so uh, give us a call back on the Divinity Equipment phone, Divinity Equipment Highway 51 in Madison and Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. Any kind of equipment you need, they have it. At Divini, I'm talking the kind you ride, the kind you drive, the kind you work behind or standing on. Really anything, or hold it, you name it. If it plugs in or cranks, and 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 you get the point. They got it at Divini, <clears throat> so hit them up right there. Here's the number to call, 995-1059-601. Chicken Hawk, Texas, on the Country Pleasing text line today. Country Pleasing Sausage, the best anywhere. And uh, no in-between. They're the best. Chicken Hawk said, Bobtail, wait until July 11th. You ain't seen nothing yet. Hashtag Hail State. What is he talking about? July 11th. What's going on on July 11th? Any idea, Beaver, what Chicken Hawk is is like insinuating there i'm not sure like i know that he and i are supposed to get together and hang out and he uh 
I made a, a shaved head pact with him. Like, I'm talking oh. slick. And that was supposed to happen early July, so maybe he's talking about that. I don't know. Hey, look here. Patrick texted the show and said, if Beaver starts talking about girls loving shaved heads on the air in the future, then I'm shaving my head also. <laughs> well, first of all, Patrick, I've never heard anybody actually say that. I've seen some random Facebook posts people had going around trying to make it seem like, you know, both like the evidence backed it up and that science backed it up that that bald-headed men were more attractive to women. I just got news for you. That's false. Women like full, thick heads of hair. There may be the random out there who she just has a thing for a slick, bald head. I, you know, but they're, they're few and far between. The fact is that 99% of women, you said girls, girls and women, 99% of them prefer thick, flowing, um, workable hair <laughs> on the man's head. That's what they prefer. It's just the way it is. The whole bald head thing is why I said either out of force or choice. I mean, some of us forced to shave it. It just falls out on top. It's what happens. Okay, you don't have to, but I feel forced to. Some of it's choice. I think Beaver could grow a full, thick head of hair. I know he can. He just chose to try it. See, so the bald head thing on our part, this is our thing. It ain't about what somebody else thinks. <laughs> it's about doing what's best for me. Okay. So, no, at no point is Beaver going to come back in here and start talking about how, you know, girls like it better. That's not the point of a shaved head. They don't like it better. I'll just go ahead and tell you that. That's talking from experience. <laughs> Lynn, on the uh, Divinity Equipment phone line, thanks for calling back, Lynn. I appreciate you being patient. What's up? Oh, not much, Matt. You done tickle me with the with the bald-headed stuff. That's, I, I, honestly, I'm going to tell you something. I think men pay a lot more attention to that kind of stuff than women do. I think women are a little <laughs> I think women might be a little deeper and look at more than just what we look at. <laughs> you know what? I think you're right about that. 99% of women are looking past the bald head going, okay, you know, they're looking at the emotional side of things, emotional support, and money. You know, can he support me emotionally and financially? They'll look past the bald head. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got hair, but I'm short on the money, so there you go. But, uh, there you go, trade-off. Yeah. I, uh, now, I, I, you may not really know it, but I, I really I, I don't like Alabama football. They're just they're, they're my nemesis. I, I don't they're – not, they're not great to, to be so great. Uh, but if we was to be able to steal one of their players, I think that would just be like the best thing ever, personally. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't care if he's never played a snap for them. If we can get a guy that went to Alabama – that means he's a good football player, first off. I, I don't care if he sure. didn't play. He's a good football player. Now, I know we're totally on in it, but, man, it, that that just, that, that kind of like, oh, please, please come start. Well, please. And I don't know. I just kind of felt like I wanted to say that. And uh, I hope you're having a good time, and it's good to hear from you, and stay safe, Matt. You too, Lynn. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you calling back. And, and I agree with you. 
you know, uh, a West Point, Mississippi kid who's an offensive lineman named Scott Lashley, signed with Alabama out of high school. He's already transferred in, so he's in the mix now in their offensive line at State. Some people thought, you know, well, it could be a deal where you've got, what if he's got a relationship with this receiver who needs a place to land where he can, you know, catch a bunch of balls. It does make sense. He's a Texas kid. He may want to get back to Texas, and that's probably why the rumor of Baylor uh, popped up there. So, Lynn, thanks for the call very, very much. Uh, Jim texts me. It was a follow-up to the story about the Oklahoma State player whose name is hard to pronounce who went to a protest and got the coronavirus this past weekend. And Jim texts me a tweet from uh, looks like a media person named Gabe Eichard who says, update, I've been told by Oklahoma State that there are three positive tests so far. All are asymptomatic. They were actually anticipating more positive tests than that. They've adjusted their phases for bringing back more players and feel like they're in a good position moving forward. So, you know, again, this whole asymptomatic thing. You go get the coronavirus, you don't have symptoms, you're just hanging out with your buddies, right? Next thing you know, three of them have it. Who have those three passed it on to? we got to keep an eye on Oklahoma State. Tip on the Country Pleasing text line said, if he tested positive this week for COVID-19, he had it before he went to the protest. It takes a week or so to show up on a test. That's interesting. So you're saying that, according to all the information out there, if he got it at the protest, he could be tested immediately and it would not show up on a test? I mean, that's what—that's basically what you're saying is, is that if I went out here on Saturday and I contracted the virus in a big group of people on Saturday, you're saying, Tip, that if I got tested today, it wouldn't show up. Is, is that really true? Because I, I don't know. It doesn't sound like it's right, but that's what you're saying. Um, <clears throat> Green Ochre says it usually takes five days to show symptoms, right? Okay, so depending on when they got it, they've tested for it, they have it, but they're asymptomatic. I mean, we're trying to do the math on all this stuff, but I still can't make up or down of most of it. Ghost Pepper said nothing wrong with hair on the back. I shave my girlfriend's back all the time. Hardy, har, har, ghost pepper. boy. Uh, and, by the way, Beaver, I know you're sitting there. Um, we're, we'll push back the, the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. We'll push it back to hour two, uh, maybe at the bottom of hour two, because I'm diving into all these texts right now. So I just want to give you a heads up, including really earth-shattering, uh, important, informational texts like ghost pepper saying that he shaves his girlfriend's back mad male person matt i need some pointers on bass fishing what to fish with in muddy water and clear water all at the same time yeah i don't know um it just kind of depends you know muddy water's tough always has been but one thing about really muddy water even when it's brutally hot and the water starts warming up, is you can think shallow for sure. And so what you do is you get something you know they can see. And I don't go bright color in muddy water. 
I go dark. Give me a black jig or a black and blue uh, spinnerbait or something like that. Yeah. So go, you know, where they can easily see and react to the silhouette of a lure in muddy water. And in clear water, that's where you got to be a little more careful about, I think, the right colors and all that kind of stuff. The only thing about clear water in the hot summertime is that sometimes can mean fish very, very deep, which is very, very tough if you're not practiced on it. And people in North Mississippi know what I'm talking about. Bay Springs, a clear lake, hot weather, you got to fish 25, 30 feet deep and stuff. Now, Planet Pearl disagrees about women don't actually prefer bald heads. He says, wrong, Matt. Been bald 20 years. Women love it, especially my wife, Planet Pearl. Listen, man, you, how do you know? You're sending mixed messages. I don't know if I hope your wife's listening or not. He said, you've been married 20, you, you've been bald for 20 years and women love your bald head, especially your wife. I think they're just being nice to you, Planet Pearl. Maybe they do love it if it's round and shiny. I promise you, though, you give them some truth serum, they'll all tell you they prefer the flowing locks of hair. That's just a fact. (laughs) Agree to disagree. All right, so hour two coming up. We'll get some more of your text. We're also going to talk with Neil Price about the loss of an SEC coaching legend. Johnny Majors passed away today. All of that in hour two on the show. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. 